Hey, this is Jake Hunter from Class Act, and you're listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Blue. You're A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Jake, welcome to the cave. Thank you for having me. How are you, man? What's new with you? Busy. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on. Um, just got back from New Mexico, actually. Uh, I got to act in a new movie called The Comeback Trail. And it's going to be a really cool movie. It's with Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman, and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, wow. Um, so that one was really, really cool. Uh to, to be a part of. I just have a smaller role in that one, but it was definitely an experience. And um, yeah, that's one that'll be coming out in December. So oh, nice. super stoked for that one. Yeah. yeah. So everybody knows you from Amazon's Prime Class Act, and you've done numerous TV mm-hmm. appearances on shows. And we'll talk about that, but I want the listeners to get to know you a little bit. Where are you originally from? I'm from upstate New York, like Albany area. Um, I don't know if you ever saw A Place Beyond the Pines, that movie, but it's kind of like in that area. Okay. Yeah, I'm from, Mass- mm-hmm. I'm from Massachusetts, so Albany's a few hours away. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used to go to uh, Springfield to the Basketball Hall of Fame there. Okay. Remember? Yep, I'm like 10 minutes yeah. away from there. That's funny, yeah. Yeah. So how was it growing up there? Um, you know, growing up there, it was definitely not an entertainment type of spot. Uh, all I wanted to do was play baseball my whole life. Um, and that was, even there, it's not really prime for baseball either up in the Northeast, but uh, still grew up just like a giant Mets fan. Um, loved Mike Piazza, wanted to be the next Mike Piazza. Um, and then all I did was play baseball. I, there was like a baseball academy in Troy, which was by my house that I used to go to and I just I trained year round that's all I did was play baseball from like ages eight until after college when I transitioned here so um you you know it was it was just like a normal small town type of uh situation but I felt like I was always different because I I always had even if when it wasn't in entertainment I wanted to be the best baseball player ever you know what I mean I always had that kind of thing inside me that said I want to do something different than everybody else I want to go for big things and and have these big dreams uh even though you know it seemed kind of crazy how far did you make it in baseball I read online that you had an injury at one point yeah I had like a million injuries uh unfortunately I played through college I played one year of semi-pro ball and then uh yeah I just I transitioned over um I had one friend who was in an acting class and I just didn't, I knew that the opportunities were running thin baseball wise. So I hopped into an acting class um, with my buddy and with no acting experience or anything. And I was one of the worst students in the class. My teacher came up to me and kept trying to shake out my shoulders. Cause she's like, you are the stiffest student I've ever had. Like she literally <laughs> kept telling me that. And then I came back and I, and I remember telling my mom and she was like, yeah, um, you know, maybe acting's not 
the thing for you, but that's totally fine. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to keep going after this thing, actually, I think. Because uh, I liked it. And for me, I'd, I felt like I'd always been performing my whole life. Uh, whether it was, like, for me, the baseball field was my stage. That's how I saw it. And so then transitioning over, um, when I'm performing in front of people, it, it felt still natural. I just, I just had to kind of switch out of that athlete's mindset into being able to do anything as an actor you know what i mean yeah. i'm not playing an athlete during every single thing so um that was i would say the main adjustment as i went from sports to acting and and i loved it and i just had so much fun doing it and i knew that i i always wanted to perform so the only difference was i had to open my mouth now and i had to speak <laughs> so there were definitely those things of like being comfortable uh not being myself, being comfortable, um, you know, getting used to the dialogue, getting used to all normal actor things. But once I, I, I went at it with the same mentality I did with baseball, which is I'm going to be the hardest worker um, that there is at this. I'm going to break down a new scene every day. I'm going to put myself on tape with a new character every day. Uh, I'm going to be in class. I'm going to be, you know, learning as much as I can. I'm going to be watching as many great actors and studying and reading and, and doing all these things. And um, I've worked really hard, you know, over these last three and a half, four years since I've been doing this to do so. And I still have so far to go, but um, I haven't slowed down with that kind of work ethic that baseball taught me. And that's definitely been a huge advantage for me. When you mentioned that you know you were transitioning from baseball to acting, was there like a certain movie that you watched one night or a TV show, and you're like, "Yes, this is what I want to go do next." East of Eden was probably the thing. You know, I heard a lot. Like, uh, I'm a huge like classic movie nerd now, and it kind of got me into it when I was at college that last year before I jumped to that acting class. And everyone always mentioned James Dean. I didn't know who he was. I didn't even know who that was. I was like. Uh, I thought there's like a grill or something like that or some guy like I've seen commercials for Jimmy Dean or something and now I'm like I, I want to slap myself basically <laughs> uh, but basically I watched East of Eden and um, I just I love that kind of like misunderstood uh, rebellious type of character and I felt like I had kind of been doing that my whole life in terms of like not following the crowd. I wasn't, it wasn't what you see in high school where you see like the popular jock who's like having a great time. It was like, I was helping take care of my family and trying to make it as a baseball player. And my junior year of, of high school, I got cut from the baseball team. And then I went back in, in, into my you know cave and I worked hard and I went back the next year and I made the team and I got a scholarship. So it's, it's always been a grind for me. It's never been easy. And so, um, anyway, I, I just, I watched East of Eden that one year when baseball was coming to an end and I, I looked up James Dean. I related to his, his kind of life situation and I saw a lot about how hard he worked and I just really respected it. And then I saw that he had studied at the actor studio and learned the method. And so that's, I'm like, that's what I've got to learn. And I saw Brando studied it, you know, uh, Pacino, De Niro, all these guys, they went through there. So I, that's when I started studying and I said, I need to start learning the methods. That's, 
that was the first technique that I actually learned in acting. Wow. And it was because I, I watched that random movie that just happened to be on TV randomly, uh, East of Eden. Hmm. So when you were taking the acting classes, what what was the next step? You packed your bags and headed out to L.A.? I, um, I had a, a, a guy who's been like kind of mentoring me who's a family friend. His name's Ken Sunshine. Since I first started, I went to his office. He's like a amazing um, uh, PR person too. And but he's just, he was a family friend, so he's known me for a long time. And I went to his office when I first wanted to do this and I said I want to be an actor. And he's like, don't try to be an actor. He's like, you don't want to do this, trust me. And I'm like, no, I want to do this. And he's like, all right, if this is what you want to do, then you should be going to L.A. You shouldn't be, you know, New York, I don't know why you want to do it here. You should go to L.A. and do this. Do you really want to commit to doing it? And I said, okay. So I cut myself together a fake reel. I, I had my friends come and help me. I shot three scenes for what I could have been. I played like I was like a young guy in like a mobster situation. I played an athlete and I played, you know, I don't even remember what the other scene was. They were pretty bad. Uh, but uh, I cut that together. I reached out to some agents in LA. I had one of them respond to me and say, if you come out here, then we'll rep you. So um, packed up the car, went across the country, went out for one um, audition right when I got here, which was for telenovela, Evil and Gloria show. Yep. And at the time, and I was like, all right, if I get this, I'll be fine. Like all the expenses, everything, it'll be flat. And then I ran for it, and then I didn't get it. And I was like, well, let, all right, let's, uh, I got to figure things out now. So uh, it wasn't as smooth of an adjustment period as it was in my head. I definitely thought it was just going to, like, all work out perfectly. But um, it, it ended up working out. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. So when you, while you were out there, what was the, do you remember your first gig? What was it? My first gig was a student film uh, called uh, The Diary and it was a New York Film Academy uh, project. I went in and did a monologue for a, a classroom full of students and then uh, I don't know I, I, I chopped that monologue up like that was that wasn't really that smooth of, a, of an audition either but Anyway, they, they called me and um, they wanted me to come to their film. And I was actually, uh, I was, my brother was playing baseball down in San Diego then too. So I was going from, when I was, was in LA, I just cruised around. And when I was, because I didn't know anybody yet. And when I was, then I would go down and spend some time with my brother. So um, I just cruised up from San Diego and went over and filmed this thing. And uh, I have no idea what happened to that, to be honest. Yeah, that's one for the archive. You can, you can, you know, see if you can find that anywhere, or, or don't. Either way, I don't. Know. <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, it, I don't know if that's necessarily my my finest work. But I would love to actually see that to see what it was like when I first my first gig. That that was it. So, yeah. wow. I don't know. Yeah. Yikes. So now you star in Amazon's Prime Class Act that you produced yeah. and co-wrote, also, right? Or did you fully write yeah. that? So tell uh, the, I fully wrote that. Yeah. So, so tell the listeners uh, what the show is about. The show is kind of about 
my story when I got to LA, which was, you know, you're trying to make it as an actor, you show up. It shows both sides of it though. Like I don't I didn't want to be overly dramatic with anything and I didn't want to be like overly making fun of anything at the same time. Like there are both sides of it, you know what I mean? Like you see so much ridiculous stuff in the industry and it also is very tough as many people would imagine as well. Um, so what I was able to do is just take a lot of the experiences I had, like I mentioned before, I was in acting class, um, meeting all these different people and stuff like that. And, and, um, and that was where I spent a lot of my time when I first got here was class, if I wasn't working or something like that and trying to make money. So, um, I took a lot of the characters that I met and just like elevated them. Um, and shared some of the stories that I had, which was also funny, and then shared some of the times that I saw that were tougher with people, too, that that we all went through and all go through. It's, it, it doesn't have to be as an actor. It could be anyone that's you know going after a big dream, like I mentioned earlier. So, yeah, that's that's what the show's about. We, we got Eric Roberts to come in. He's, he's teaching the class, and he's so interesting as well. And he was great, and I learned a lot from him as well. And then uh, it kind of came about because I met a guy named Ben McDonald who uh, we were doing casting workshops when we first got here too. And I ran into this guy like three times and we're like, all right, maybe we should make something together. And uh, he's like, but I don't write. And I was like, well, I don't write either, but we're not going to have anything done if I don't write something. So I I wrote it. And then uh, we, yeah, we, we, Got the project together, went over to Amazon. Um, this was after I worked on the Bay, so I already had kind of um, worked on an Amazon production, and then I was able to, yeah, come together with them. Extremely grateful for that, and and you know we made season one. Wow. So, and you play cool. you play Stefano Luciano. Yeah. Yeah. How, how would you describe yeah. that character? I know you say he's loosely based on you, but how would you describe him? Yeah, I would say very loosely, just because uh, he is kind of the uh, the broken character that's uh, got that wall up, that's just trying to act. Like, he doesn't know who he is yet or how to act yet, because he's so not, he doesn't fit into L.A. necessarily. So, uh for me, it's, it's like every single person that I meet here when they show up, it's like, are we supposed to act a certain way? Are we supposed to, you know, act like, can we say that we're an actor if we haven't done anything yet? Can we uh, do like, it's, it's just super difficult when you first move here because there's all these different statuses in your head. And then there's all these people that you see that have been successful and you compare yourself to other people and all this stuff. And it was so much that I had to learn personally. And it allowed me to then kind of tie some of those things in with substitution into that character with Stefano to add some layers, but also, um, you know, he's trying to balance being a young adult as well of, uh, work and, uh, living an actual life and, and being a balanced person. And, you know, there's there's a lot of different things going on there with, with Stefano. Yeah. So how is it working with the, the cast that you've uh, put together? I really liked it. I mean, like I said, Eric was just so interesting. He's a, he's a pro, you know what I mean? Um, he's been doing it for a million years. 
and he he just shows up he does his thing and he was really he was actually really funny which surprised me like i wasn't sure what to expect with him but he was making jokes uh all the time and stuff like that and you couldn't really tell if he was serious or not so we would wait to make sure he laughed before we laughed and then uh but it was he was really funny and then a lot of these people i met like ben i met i'd known him from workshops and stuff like that um and then we pulled in a bunch of other really talented actors like mandolin and, and nikki these these girls that acted opposite me were like amazing and I'm, I'm grateful to have them as my scene partners that's always like a key and especially when you're in the position that i'm lucky enough to be into where i can have input on who i get to act with i want to make sure that my scene partners are pushing me and are bringing it every single day to set and like it's kind of like a ping pong match with who's going to win each scene like that's kind of like because we're both fighting for something and our characters are both you know, wanting to, to get to a certain place and especially by the end of the season. And it's cool when you can do every scene and you can kind of see each person, what they want in those scenes. Mm. And, and, and that's what I'm, what was really great for me. Mm. Do you like your favorite episode from the season? I like the last one. The last one was really cool just because, um, we had like all the characters in it. So a lot of them, like we pull some characters in, some characters out, we had like everybody there. Uh, I had a big scene with Eric at the end, which was fun for me. And then also there was like a really, probably one of the funniest scenes with Isaac Singleton, who's like a beast. Like he's a big dude and he beats the crap out of Ben, which was funny for me to see. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just like uh, kind of bittersweet too, because that was the end of the season. And there's always something that sits inside of you that is like, kind of sad after you finish um, a project or I, I, that happens to me after every favorite scene that I have, like I'll do a scene and then I'm like, I know I'm just trying to be as present as I can when I do these scenes because I know as soon as it's over, it's over for good, you know, and that's, and it's kind of sad. And, and when you really enjoy and love what you're doing, you, you, it's, I have no choice but to be like, I don't know, bittersweet about it when it's over. Yeah. So that was probably my most memorable episode, that last one. Hmm. Uh, earlier you mentioned that you were also on The Bay, which you won an Emmy Award for that. How was it, like, you know, being in being in the business for not that long and next yeah. thing you know, you have an Emmy? It was good for me in terms of, like, I had to learn really quickly. And I got to travel and film. I got to... Yeah, you know, win the Emmy. And I think what was cool about it, that experience too, was like my mom followed me here. At the, at that point, I wasn't here that long, you know, solo. Like, actually, I had my family followed me here. My mom came here and I got to take her with me to the Emmys and um, had to have, got to have the moment with her when we won. And that was really cool. But it also taught me kind of what I wanted to do in the industry and what I didn't want to do in the industry. And what I wanted to do is m kind of make the work that I want to say and use my voice. And so that's why I've been creating a lot of my own stuff now as well, because um, it, it, before that, like if it was like years before and, and I could have gotten, a, 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 I don't know, someone told me that I was going to win an Emmy like that. I would have been like, wow, it's really cool. 
But then you do it, and then the dust settles, and you're extremely grateful for it and the opportunity, but you're like, now what? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's only something that happens after you do something. And I was like, this isn't what fulfills me. It's just not what fulfills me. Winning awards and, um, and, and getting to, to go and, and uh, I, I don't want to party and win awards. That's not what I want to do. I want to, I want to work and I want to say the stories that I want to say. Mm-hmm. And, and nothing has changed from when I was a 15 year old kid that got cut from that junior varsity baseball team. I want to be the hardest worker here and I want to tell specific stories. And so that's why I've just been making a lot of my own stuff because that's what I enjoy doing. And I I get so excited about doing that. And without that experience, um, I would have never known that. And I think everyone's goal should be to find what you want to say as an artist and, and whatever that is, commit to that because it's not about, you can win a million awards and you can, uh, you can be all over magazines or whatever it is, but I don't think that's what, what's going to make anybody happy at the end of the day. Hmm. So I don't know. That's, that's my biggest advice on, on all that stuff. Speaking of advices, uh, you know, what do you, what do you tell people that want to get into the acting business that they come up to you for advice? Yeah. I um, actually asked Pierce Brosnan this um, when I first got here too. And he said, just do it. And I said, wow, thanks a lot, man. Because I, I was like, that's a pretty terrible answer. But I thought <laughs> about it and I was and I was like, you know what? I, and I think back to kind of, I mean, I have so far to go, but I think back to where my journey started. And that's all that that it is, is you have to be consistent. Like I mentioned, being in class, making sure you're creating your own work while you're still auditioning. I just kept my head down and kept working and took it step by step. And, and most people, they look at the finish line from the start and they're like, wow, I have so far to go. And how do I get there? Instead of just keeping your head down and working. And that's all that I would say is just keep your head down, take it step by step and, and do the little things and, and you will make progress. Yeah. It is a process. There's like very few people that overnight just make it. And if you are one of those people, congratulations to you. But, um, you know, I, I think that you have to just keep being consistent and continue to work and things are going to happen. It's yeah. just, you put the right things in the universe and, and, and they'll reward you for it. Do you have like a, do you have a dream role that you want to play someday? I would love to do East of Eden again. They haven't, I mean, that was the movie that I watched when I first, yeah. uh, you know, did that. They haven't done it in over 50 years. They, you know, they did it in 54, um, longer than that. Uh, but yeah, they, they did it in 54 and to break out into a role that someone that I look up to so much got to do would be really cool for me, I think. And it's a Steinbeck novel. That's definitely on my list. I know Universal Pictures is the most to it, so I'm definitely be hitting them up for sure. But, uh, you know, that's, that would definitely be a dream role for me, hmm. I think. Where do you see, where do you see yourself 10 to 20 years from now? Um, 10 to 20 years from now, um, I see myself making a lot of um, the projects that I want to make, just like I'm doing now, but on a bigger stage. Um, I think it'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be able to have a, a little bit more freedom 
uh, in terms of be working with bigger budgets and and some more people. I mean, this, the thing is, is that you, you never know. And all I'm going to keep doing is, is doing what I'm doing now and keep making the same stories and, and, and stuff that I feel like saying at that time. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of like I said, I still have my head down yeah. because I, I, the finish line is 10 to 20 years from now, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, or maybe not, maybe it's further along the road than that. So, um, so I just have my head down and I'm continuing to work. And so it's, it's difficult for me to say where I'll be at that point, but I can guarantee you that I'll be telling stories that mean a lot to me and that I will be, um, you know, working really hard to tell, to tell really interesting ones and put good content out there for people to watch. Yeah. I know you said you loved baseball growing up. We're going to see any baseball shows or movies. Um, maybe I had, I'd written one script, but I, I'm not going to do it. I, I have, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. I, I love baseball. So if there's an amazing uh, baseball project, I would do that. I would have done Moneyball. I, you know what I mean? I would do Field of Dreams. Or, um, there's a lot of interesting projects that are out there baseball-wise that I would definitely do. I just, It would just have to be a story that I really want to tell, like I said. And, you know, I love to utilize my sports background. The first film that I ever did that helped me get on the bay um, I played a boxer and I, and it was the first thing that I ever wrote before I wrote class act. And I said that I need to write something that's close to the bus. I, I said, what would be cool for me to play besides being a baseball player and being so on the nose. And I said, that would be a boxer, uh, because that would just be fun for me. I love Rocky. I loved all these other ones. Yeah. And so I just used a little substitution there. I went in and trained at 10 goose boxing gym in Van Nuys for a few months. And, uh, yeah. And then I did a, a boxing short. Um, I did it with somebody who was on the bay and then they connected me with the people on the bay and that's how I got on the bay really. So through creating my own work, that's what happened. And then also I got a call one day from the representatives of the band, the killers, you know, that band. Yep. And they said they needed a boxer for their music video. And, um, I guess I was a boxer now. So I went and was the boxer in their music video. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, work leads to more work. And if you can create your own work, then you're going to be working. So, um, yeah, I mean, all that stuff that, that came from that. And, and I love to utilize the sports background. And, um, and I'll definitely do something in the future if the right project comes along. Mm. So I know you're involved with the charities and foundations. Uh, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. Yeah, I've been working with uh, a, lot, a lot of different charities. Mostly, like I like working with kids a lot. We did reading with kids in New York when I was in New York, and then here in LA um, as well. And then there's one particular one called the Peggy Beatrice Foundation, which is great. They feed the homeless every Tuesday at Skid Row, uh, in, like one in the afternoon or noon. And um, a buddy of mine uh, named Pierre Johnson, who lived in my apartment building that I used to live in in North Hollywood. I met him and he told me that he runs the organization and, you know, me and my little brother would go down and we help feed. And, um, that's one that I would highly recommend people to get involved with if you're in the LA area, because they always need more people and it's not a crazy time commitment. You know, you go down there, you feed and, and then 
you walk around a little bit and hand out a little more food and you go and it's just once a week and they're just amazing people involved. Pierre's one of, he's like my big bro. He's like one of the best people that I know. And, um, that's, it just, obviously it feels good and it's, and, and they really need it down there. It's, it's definitely in rough shape. So, um, yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, how can the listeners, uh, find you on social media? My Instagram handle is just Jake Hunter official. So that's where you can find me there. I'm on, I think it's the same on Twitter and Facebook as well. And then you can watch the show on Amazon Prime, Class Act as well. All right, Jake. Thanks for coming on. This was fun. Yeah, thank you for having me.